powerful right there. Crack a <laughs> towel, baby. Let's go. Happy Monday, everyone. Episode 25. Shed some light coming in hot. Hot. On this Monday here. Uh, Jack, did you have a good weekend? I, uh, yeah. Be, besides besides Sunday, fucking just hell of a weekend. Yeah. Hell of a weekend. That's right. That's right. Um, we are going to, this, I'm going to give everyone a, a heads up here. This is going to be a very sports heavy. Very, very sports heavy. Episode. Almost all sports. Pretty much all sports. So if, uh, if that's not your cup of tea, we'll catch you for like a weird Wednesday or episode 26 later this week. But episode 25, you can probably tell by the title. Sports, a lot of sports, 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 sports more seven. sports at seven. <laughs> so as we were talking about, you know, we're breaking down the weekend Sunday, not the greatest day Saturday. Awesome. We're going to get the bad out of the way first. Yes. Bears. Oh, good Lord. Jesus. Bears fall to five and four. Listen, we lost. I know the box score says we lost by a touchdown. We lost by way more than a touchdown. We fucking stink. Our offense is just the worst. They are so, so bad. Every single part about it. I don't know what Matt Nagy is doing. It's just fucking horrible. I I legitimately fell asleep during the game. It's just the same shit, different day. They have a actual actual dog shit offensive line. They just they 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 can't throw the ball. They can't run the ball. It's just their play calling is atrocious. I just don't know what's going on. It's just and I mean at this point I kind of want Matt Nagy to get fired. If I'm being honest, he's supposed to be this offensive guru, and we can't fucking score to save our lives. Yeah, I mean, not what you want to see. Um, as, <laughs> as I said, I was watching the game, and then I legitimately fell asleep during the middle of it. So if that tells you anything on how the Bears game was going. Well, the 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 first half looked like just a, a bad Big Ten football game between <laughs> like Iowa and Nebraska, where it was just like, let's try and run the ball, let's get three yards, and then let's punt. Both teams. Both teams are just three yards done, three yards done, three yards done punt game over. It was just so boring. And then it was like Matt Nagy finally was like, Hey, you know, we're not getting any yards running the ball. Let's try throwing the ball. And that didn't work either. <laughs> and, and for someone who's supposed to be this, like, you know, it comes in, he changes the culture. Like, dude, give up play calling. Your play calling is so bad. He tries to get so cute with it and everything like that. Just if it, if it, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. It's just, Boring and pathetic to watch. It, it pained me to watch that game today. Pained me. 52 pass attempts for Nick Foles. Finished 36 for 52. 335 yards in the air. He also, and like this is this is partially on the O-line because our O-line is just like a piece of Swiss cheese, a lot of holes. You like that one? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Uh and and so uh, Foles doesn't really have a lot of time to like throw the ball, but he legitimately poops himself every time there's like an ounce of pressure in the backfield. Nope. That man just like he does a thing where he, his feet get you know he gets like little happy feet and he just looks around. He's like, oh god, where do I go? 
if the ball's not out of his hands in like two seconds or less, he legitimately poops himself. I'm still baffled. 52 passing attempts and 20 runs. It's just, I, I mean, I don't really know. Like, I yeah, I would I would love to run the ball more, but like, and I love David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery is so good, and I feel so bad for him that like he just gets like he gets the ball from Foles, and there's just like three people immediately on him. And I'm like, dude, I just feel so bad. Yep. Like the fact that he gets the fact that he ends the game with any positive yards is like a miracle. 14 carries, 30 yards. Yeah. The fact that he's got any positive yards <laughs> is, is shocking to me. He, they're, they're in the backfield before Nick Foles uh, like even snaps the ball. Yeah, he was responsible for 30 of the Bears' 56 total rushing yards. <laughs> and- I, I, I honestly also, like, I feel bad for uh, anyone who's ever played on the defense in Chicago. Just that, of that, all time. That's what I was saying the other week. Just too. of all time. Like, I just feel so bad. They have to be like, man, we were so fucking good and our offense was so fucking bad that, like, we just lose all the time. If you just have, like, a, I don't really know. I think I think the main problem now is the O-line. I think I, – and, and I think it's O-line play calling before anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's just – it just fucking sucks. It yeah. really is just sad. Not good. I can tell you that. And I, I was – you know, you try to be optimistic – and then you just watch them for like like one possession, and you're like, "What in fuck are we doing right now? <laughs> like this is just so bad." It like it it was it was my eyes were that like SpongeBob gif where they're just burning. Yeah, it's like my eyes. That was me watching that game, that that's, whole game. That's why I fell asleep. I was literally just like, "Oh god, oh no!" And you know what's coming too. It's like here, it's like it's like third and like one, and like here comes like a toss play to the outside. Just run up the fucking middle. It's like, but you know, Nagy's over here going to be like, oh, well, they're probably going to expect to run up the middle. So I'm going to try to toss it to the outside and then also not block the edge. And, you know, that'll work out. Let's see if our guy can make a play. It's like, dude, you're so fucking stupid, man. You're Matt Nagy. You're you're dumb. Give up play calling. Yeah, that's the bad thing about it, too, as you were saying earlier. When he came in, he was, you know, he was he was an offensive genius. Yeah, exactly. Was 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 the term used to describe him? Yeah, an offensive savant, and he just fucking stinks. He stinks at calling plays. He forgot how to speak offense. He's just, oh <laughs> it's just so bad. It's just like, and uh, our defense is so good. Our defense actually did kind of look like shit today. I'm not even gonna lie, but like, it's just fucking. Yeah, it like get it makes me depressed. <laughs> it gives me depression watching the Bears, this Bears team especially. Well, at least give me you're... give me hope and bring back in Trubisky. Just say fuck it at this point. <laughs> like at least like at least Trubisky can like can like move around a little bit. He probably won't make all the throws, but guess what? He also won't like shit his pants every time there's like uh, an ounce of pressure in the backfield. I'm I'm almost to the point where I would do the same thing. Just say you might as well. Let's there's nothing. Mitch. There's we're not playing for anything anymore. With and 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 yeah. To be honest with you, like with Foles coming in, you've basically given up on Mitch. He's supposed to go into like the fifth year of his deal, which is like the deal you have to like resign him this summer or cut him. And so, if you've given up on him, you can basically now almost give up on the season. We're like we're five and four. 
probably not going to make the playoffs. We're not going to win our division. So you got to make the wild card. We're probably not going to make the wild card. So it's like, fuck it. Let's see what he can do in the second half. <laughs> it's just like, like give him, give him one more chance. Yeah. What happens if he just comes out and he fucking dominates? Who knows? Who knows? It might happen. Th- there's nothing to play for anymore. We're not going to fucking make the playoffs. And if we do, we're not going far. Yeah. So fucking put it in bed. Put him in. See what he can do. See what he can do. Just say fuck it at this point, dude. That's what I'm saying. And and realistically, if he's that much worse than Foles, then it just helps us get a better draft pick. Let's just take <laughs> it's it's a win-win. It's either he goes out there and he dominates, and you know, somehow we win a bunch of games, or he stinks like like Matt Nagy and everybody else thinks, and we get a better draft pick. Why the fuck not put him in? Just just say fuck it at this point, honestly. <laughs> just say fuck it. I never thought that I would come back around on it, but I have officially Let's come back around Mitch. on it. No. Let's go, Mitch. No, it's not that. It's just that Mitch should be playing right now. He's a good quarterback. Let's go, Mitch, baby. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, who do Bears have next week? Do we know? It doesn't fucking matter. We're going to lose anyways. <laughs> All right. Let's... Uh, that should be pretty much our only negativity this whole podcast, right? Yeah. A lot of positives coming up. Yeah. A lot of positivity coming your way. That's where we're going to transition, switch gears. We tackled Sunday. We're going back to Saturday. We rewind. One of the, probably, maybe one of the best days of the year. Oh, by far best day of the year. Best day of the year so far. I'll say it. For you. I'll say it. For, 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 yeah, for me. <laughs> but also for a lot of other people too. True. True. The fucking Hoosiers are here to goddamn play, baby. Ten in the nation. Let's fucking go. So Tom Allen, Leo, love each other. That's my guy. IU beat Michigan on Saturday. 38-21 was the final. IU improves to 3-0. Michigan falls to 1-2. I just, I you know, Michigan with a losing record brings... Joy to my heart. <laughs> IU with an undefeated record brings joy to my Fucking heart. Fucking right, baby. Let's <laughs> go. Hoosiers. We come out there. First game of the season, right? We beat Penn State. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it's just kind of lucky. Blah, blah, blah. You guys play a good game. One and done. Then we back it up against Rutgers. Say, oh, no, no, no. We're here to actually play. Get the dub. Bang. Then people are like, ah, but you don't like Rutgers that you don't really prove if you're good. You guys got to you guys got to play Michigan next. And you know what we said? We said, "Let's fucking ride, baby." Michael Penix is slinging it, dude. Fifty pass attempts, thirty for fifty. I want to say like three hundred forty yards and like three touchdowns. Uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, somewhere thir- around there. Thirty for fifty, three hundred forty-two yards, three touchdowns. Michael Penix can fucking sling it. His his like throwing motion looks so weird though. It's so like it's it's very like casual. It's like uh, it sounds like he makes like the like this noise every time he throws them. I guess I'll throw it to this guy. It's like it's like a lefty kind of like not fully over the top kind of sidearm. Yeah, but yeah. like not fully sidearm. It, it is an interesting throwing. Motion. And he and he just goes around. He fucking slings it. Yeah, he slings it. And let me tell you, our wide receivers can go up and fucking get a ball real quick. Uh, uh. Penix had a Penix had a pass too. I want to say it was Fry Fogel, uh, for a touchdown in the first or second quarter. Uh, first or second half. First, Maybe. 
first. Uh, and let me tell you, dude, that was a dime ball. Right over the top, just oop. Drops it right in there. Uh, the IU offense Blink. has some of the greatest, some great uh, last names. Yeah. <laughs> they got great names in general. <laughs> yeah. Wop. Yeah. Mr. Dude, that's that. That Mr. is almost a, a, a better name than Wop. Uh, <laughs> come on. Yeah. That's sweet. I mean, both are sweet. That's that's unfair, though. When you have a really cool regular name and a really cool nickname. Mr. Elias D'Angelo Fillier. And then you're your, a nick, fucking, your nickname your is nickname WAP. Is WAP. Dude, you're a Save baller. some for the rest of us. Come on now. You're a baller. <laughs> That's just a fucking sweet name. Uh, I want to do, I do want to give a couple shouts. Steve Scott Jr. Fucking just running people over. Just uh, fucking, he is, he's so good. He's a great, like, he's a very IU-esque type of back. Like a Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, he's big. He doesn't have that like breakaway breakaway speed like top end speed, but he's fast enough where you can do this. And then he just fucking runs people over too. It is, I I am a big fan of him. Also, I want to just I Kevin Womack, our D coordinator. I fucking love this dude. Oh yeah, this man's got the biggest stones I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I swear to God, every third down, it's just like bring the fucking house man coverage. Let's go. Like let's see if you guys can beat us. I love watching him fucking just call our defense where it's just like, yeah, don't give a fuck. We, we either get beat on like a long route or we get him, uh, we sack him. For the most part, we're there. We're fast, fast on defense, baby. Uh, and then Tom Allen, like I said, at the beginning, Leo love each other. This guy is fucking awesome. <laughs> Did you see, uh, I don't know if you saw it. We had a, we had a pick in the late third and or fourth, early fourth. Mm-hmm. I want to say, actually, I want to say it was late fourth. Uh, and Tom Allen just comes running down the sideline <laughs> to this kid and just like slothes him where you just like, you know, you jump on him and yep. you're like, let's go. Just fucking pumped up for him. That's the kind of fucking coach I want, baby. Tom Allen is fucking awesome. Tom Allen also. One letter away from Tim Allen. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> just that, a, that was just a, just a random uh, observation that I had this weekend. Yeah. Tom, switch to Tim. Tim. Allen. Wow. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking revelation that must have been. I can just see Michael sitting there like we're all mm. sitting there watching the game. Tom Allen. Oh, Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. <laughs> guys, guys. Did you know Tom Allen's name is one letter away from Tim Allen? See, and I I recognized that yesterday, and I purposely did not say anything until right now. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's just like mind blown. Yep. I really hope that Tom Allen doesn't leave. Like, if we have a good end of the season, I feel like he's gonna get an offer. Yeah. And 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 don't get me wrong, like. Tom Allen has always said that like this is like one of his like he he loves being here and he loves the school and everything like that. But like when it comes down to it, if some like SEC team offers like double his salary, like he's gonna leave. And I don't blame him. Why wouldn't he you, you don't think he would stick around for like at least a couple more years just to really try and build something? I, I will say this. If there's any coach that would do it, it'd be him. Because he really he really does love Indiana. But it's like and and I and I hate to say this because it's gonna make me sound like a oh like very uh, pessimistic, mm-hmm. but like 
Indiana's not the end job for anybody. It's just not. Uh, maybe if you're a big uh, Bloomington kind of guy. It just born and raised in yeah, Bloomington, maybe. But it's just like it, it's just not the the end the end goal for any college coach. It just isn't. And 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 I wish I wish it was because they've we've put in a lot of a lot of money into our football program and what? we got the whole like uh the new stadium the new renovations on the stadium and our stadium was fucking sweet yeah so why wouldn't tom allen tim allen tim the tool man taylor stick around for a couple years just to like solidify building something and then he can c- turn the keys over to whoever's next he, but it, it he, i don't think he's i don't think a coach looks at it like that so like say say uh you know we have like a great rest of this season or whatever end up wherever and big big name schools come knocking and they're like, hey, like, you know, Tim Allen, why don't you come why don't you come <laughs> coach for us? Uh he him in his mind is like, I'm I'm here to like my end goal is to get that paycheck. That paycheck's here. Why would I try to stay and maybe have a bad next season and lose that potential paycheck? Yeah. That's and true. and, that's and true. like I said, I, I feel like if there ever is a coach that like would stay at a program like this and like really build something. It is Tom Allen. So like, I, I really hope he stays, but it's just like one of those things where like, I, I don't blame him if he would leave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. But like, like I said, like he, he really does love Indiana to the point of where like, I don't know if I've told this on here before, but like when he came to our like intramural flag football game, it was like our championship game. We like tweeted at him and said like, yo, like our fraternities in the intramural championship, like you should come by swang by gave us the halftime speech obviously we won i mean like you're not gonna not win after tom allen gives you a halftime speech fired up and then uh i want to say it was my sophomore year when we played ohio state um he was at the like the the union the student union wherever all the kids hang out like in between Mm -hmm. uh like classes and stuff and he's handing out free tickets to kids he's like we need you guys there we got to pack the stadium like he is really one of those guys that's like I'm going to go all out and it's going to be more than just uh, like more than just like coaching. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to like the students here. I'm going to really like change the culture. And like, you can see it like Indiana is not a football school. We're a basketball school and we sell out basketball games regardless of how shit we've been. And this year, like just seeing pictures of people down there and it's just like people swarmed around a TV. Like it used to basically just be, like, oh, Saturday's like, yeah, we'll like have the game on in the background mm-hmm. while we just like sit here and like drink and party. Now it's like, no, 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 like shut it down. We're, we're, we're watching, watching the game. The game. Yeah. Like, let's go. And it started last year too. Like we we were we were five minutes away from beating an SEC team in a bowl game and we fucked it up. But like you could tell that we had some promise. We're actually starting to get like better recruits too. We're not getting like the whole like three stars that we like normally get. Like, I think we've gotten like a couple two stars and maybe even like a five star or, or a couple four stars, not two stars. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, taking a step back. <laughs> we've got a couple four. We've got some, some big nine, four stars. I want to say we've gotten like one five star too. Like we're really starting to like recruit better. And yeah. I think that also yeah. goes back to, um, you know, building the whole like new end of the stadium where it's like the student center or the, like the student athlete center. And then like the weight rooms on the other end, like it is, it is very cool. It's uh, yeah, De- all the all the stuff added to the stadium definitely will help with the recruiting as well. But as you mentioned uh, earlier, IU up to number 10, 10, baby, we both, are top 10, both, both, 
both the coaches poll and the uh, AP. Let's go. Never, I, I, I never thought that I would have seen the day where IU football is ranked ahead of teams like Oregon, oh, Georgia. Oh, yeah, sorry. Wisconsin. I was about to say, who's, who's 11? Will you read me 11? Uh, or, or, uh, or 12. 12 in this poll. Who's 12? 12 is Georgia. Yep, suck my ass. People are talking, and they're saying IU is better than Georgia at football. I mean, I, just going down the list here, IU, I'm not going to read them all. I'm going to read, like, your your blue bloods. IU, currently ranked ahead of Oregon, yep. Georgia, yep. Wisconsin, yep. Oklahoma State, yep. Oklahoma, yep. USC, Easy. Texas, Smack. Auburn. Let's go! <laughs> the like, Hoosiers! Like, what? The Hoosiers, baby. We're here to play. We really are. Tom Allen, baby. He's got this program turned around. <laughs> He's got it turned around. We're here to play. We're slinging it. We're doing it. We're here. We're ready. We want it, baby. Let's Tom go. the Tool Man Allen. Dude, let me tell you. Who would have thought? So we played Michigan State next weekend. If we get that dub and we're 4-0, who would have thought that the biggest game of the Big Ten this year would be IU versus Ohio State? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I would baby. love to see that. Is oh. that who you play after Michigan State? Yeah. We I th- I want to say we have a bye week. Okay. So we go Michigan State bye week, Ohio State. Oh. You let me tell you, don't give Tom Allen two weeks to prepare. Don't give him two weeks that to would prepare. Be sweet. Let's go. <laughs> we we honestly like yesterday was like a I'm not gonna say like a, a come to Jesus esque moment, but like it was it was really like the clouds opening moment where I was like, holy shit, like we are really fucking good. Yeah. And yeah. I I also couldn't tell if it's just, you know, Michigan being poo bags, which they are, but also <laughs> uh they're they're they got they got players. And and you know, we said doesn't matter, we're fucking better. Jim Harbaugh stinks, stinks, he stinks. Can yeah. we talk about that for a second? He stinks. I mean, he does, but I, I also just don't want him to leave Michigan. You don't want him Michigan. to leave because he stinks. <laughs> yeah. So as long as you keep stinking, stay there, Jim. Yeah, please. But pretty exciting. Hoosiers up to 3-0. Tenth fucking, in the nation. We're, so, we're, we're good. <laughs> IU is good at football, and that is not something I thought I would ever say. There you go. There you go. So anything else this segment? Hoosiers. Boom. Hoosiers. Baby. All right. Bears, Hoosiers. <laughs> Hoosiers. All right. We are going to take a quick break, grab some Miller Lite refills. And uh, I think our entire next segment is dedicated to Notre Dame. We're gonna get we're gonna get into what everybody's been waiting to hear. <laughs> we'll catch you after the break. Crack towel. Segment two, we are back. And we're talking Notre Dame. We are talking. Uh, stretch out for this. <laughs> we are talking Notre Fucking Dame. Ready. Play the fight song. Shake down the thunder, baby. Notre Dame beat number one ranked Clemson. Hey. In a double overtime. Hey. Instant classic thriller. All you fucking haters out there, suck my ass. Suck Notre Dame's ass. <laughs> Get fucked. You guys all are like, Ugh, you guys still don't even stand a chance. Blah. Back up or not, bleh, we're better. Bleh. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Notre Dame doesn't deserve to be where they are. They're, sure they're always overrated every year. Man, join a conference. Guess what? We fucking did. And we're undefeated in conference play. We're the only team ever to be undefeated in all conference games. <laughs> ever in the history ever. of our program. Literally. <laughs> we're the only team ever to do it. We've never <laughs> lost a conference game. 
knock on wood, keep the spirits out. Keep the spirits out. Hey, spirit, <laughs> come and fucking, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I'm pumped. So what a game. Notre Dame improves to 7-0, and up to number two in the polls. I mean, well, first of all, the argument going around right now is if you beat the number one team, you should be the number one team. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't either. I'm perfectly fine with yeah. the number two ranking. Uh, because it's also, then it's, it, obviously they're saying, like, if you beat the number one team and you're ranked high, mm-hmm. you should be the number one team. Because, like, number one teams have lost to fucking nobody's. Yeah. It's not, that doesn't mean, like, they should go and be the number right. one team. Right, But, you know, I, I get where they're coming from. I'm fine with being number two. Uh, I don't, like, I don't necessarily agree with that logic of, like, you should just jump everyone and go to number one. I'm fine with two. I'm 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 more happy jumping Ohio State than being number one. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought fuck you, Ohio State. I thought for sure that we were only going to move up to three. I would have been pissed, pissed. I do I do want to say something. I do want to bring this up, and I want to give everybody the backstory to this. What did I tell you yesterday at like seven thirty in the morning? What did I say? <laughs> what did I say? What What did you say? I said. I came in, I, I had just gotten some gas, got up pretty early. If anybody saw the video on, on Twitter, <laughs> shout out, been up since 4.30. I was grinding. Uh, got some gas pretty early. It was like 7 in the morning. I'm coming back. I'm listening to Here Come the Irish in the car. Oh, Obviously. yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, I'm pumped up. So, a little backstory to, to, to this. Our grandfather was kind of the one who, would you say, like introduced us to Notre Dame? He was the first one of our whole family to ever go there. Yeah, I would think that that's where it came from. And he graduated in 1944, and ever since then, 44 has always been our lucky number. And and he has since passed away, but we always kind of thought of, like, whenever we see, like, a 44, it, it means that, you know, he's watching over us. So, like I said, I'm coming back from getting gas. I'm listening to Here Come the Irish. And there's two lines in Here Come, uh, Here Come the Irish. First line of the thing, they're talking about the leaves falling in the fall. Guess what? I'm looking around. I'm like, man, the leaves are falling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is fall. And then another line uh, talks about uh, the lady that's singing. It says, I remember the golden morning. And I look around, and it's right as the sun's coming up, let me tell you. And the morning was indeed golden. <laughs> and then, Leaves falling, golden, golden morning. morning. And then I'm at a stoplight, and across the street, there's a gas station. And on the sign, like a, a, a little electronic sign. The temperature comes up. What was the temperature? 44 degrees. I came home and I said, Irish are winning this fucking game. Pop was looking over us. And guess what? I was fucking right. I knew it from I knew it from seven in the morning. I had that feeling. I've never, never in my life have I felt good about Notre Dame going into a big game until yesterday morning. And I saw that and I was like, we got this. I know we got this. So I I too predicted a Notre Dame victory. I did not think it was going to be this high-scoring shootout type of a game. And that almost, like, the, yes, we gave up 40 points, but, like, the defense did not look oh, bad no. at all. And the fact that we could put up 47 and yeah. outscore them yeah. gives me even more confidence yeah. than if it would have been, like, a 20-17 to 17 win or oh, something yeah. like that. And 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 the thing is, like, like I said, like, if you're a realistic Notre Dame fan, like you're not confident going into those big games. You know what has happened in the past. Like you can you can say you're confident all you want, but I feel like if you're a realistic Notre Dame fan, in the back of your head, you're like, ah, oh, dude, like fuck. You know, like 
I, I, and, and it's not like we like blew out any team like earlier this season that would like give us that confidence to be like, Oh yeah. Like we're ready to fucking roll. Yeah. And I saw that and I like yesterday morning and I was legitimately, I came home and I was like, we're winning this game. I know we are. That was uh Notre Dame's first win against a number one ranked team in both of our lifetimes. Yup. 93 Florida state was the yep. last time we beat a number one ranked team. And that picture is actually hanging right over there. Looking at it. They won, they won by seven in that game too. Hey. They won by seven. I, I, I sent you and our cousin who's a big Notre Dame fan. I sent you guys the, uh, the ESPN intro to that Yep. way back in the day. I sent you guys here come the Irish. I sent you guys the Rudy theme song. I said, we need the positive vibes. Give me the positive vibes today. That's all I wanted. That's, and guess what? The vibes were very positive. Dude, that was one game. Like, don't get me wrong. Absolutely loved it. But, like, I would have given two arms and two legs to be in the oh, stadium yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. Like, like, if that was a normal game day atmosphere. Oh, my God. That would have been electric. Electric. The city might have burned down. Yeah. <laughs> it legitimately <laughs> might have. It, it would have been. It would have been. Oh, dear Lord. The only the only thing that would have sucked about that whole thing would be would be getting home after the game. Yeah, it would have taken it would have taken you hours. two hours to get two feet off campus. Yeah, that place would have something would have been set on fire. Oh yeah, a thousand. That's percent. what I'm saying. That's a what I'm saying. A thousand percent something on Notre Dame's campus would have been set that, on fire. That would have been the most electric game day atmosphere that oh. we would have ever probably experienced. God, that I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'll I'll take that dub any day. That's what I'm day. saying. That's what I'm saying. But I would just I would have loved to be there, love to be in there, full pack stadium. I want to be I want to be sitting kind of like on a slant because there's too many people in the row. Yep. And you know I can't really you know put my shoulders out. I want to be sitting right there. I want to be packed in. I want to just be oh that uh, that would have been so fucking it, cool. It was great to see that everyone still stormed the field. Oh yeah. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> uh, I was telling you this this morning. Um, Brian Kelly, Coach Kelly, told the players during their Saturday morning walkthrough, he said he guaranteed fans were going to storm the field after the game, so get to the tunnel right away. Nah, he called it. He nah. called it. He knew that that, that was coming. Player, player said, oh, oh, get to the field, get to the tunnel? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and to be fair, to be smart about it, Every kid that went to that game was tested for COVID, and yep. it came back negative. Yep. So if, if it would have came back positive, they get their tickets revoked. So I get it. Yeah. Should they have uh, – safety-wise, should they have done that? Probably not. But, like, come on. Come how are, how on. Are you You're going to tell them not to storm the field? Yeah. How are you get not going to storm out of here. the field that, after Notre Dame lives and dies by football. Yeah. Like, you're not going to not storm the field there. Hey, they all had masks on. Hey. It's fine with me, baby. Safety right there. Safety. Uh, you want to, like, break down the game a little bit? Yeah. First fucking play. What up, baby? What up, Clemson? So everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Let's go. So Kyron Williams breaks that opening touchdown run. 65-yard touchdown run. Kyron finished 23 carries, 140 yards. That play right there showed that we now have, like, the guys. Yeah. Because he made one move that froze their oh. safety coming in, and then he just he just burned that, them. That, he that outran safety, them. That safety should have been benched the rest of the game. He, he that was, man got fucking grilled. In in the past games, like the past big games, like 2002 Alabama or, like, uh, the last time we played Clemson, you could always tell that they had the better athletes. Yeah. And th that play right there showed – 
that like we now have the same caliber yep. athletes. Yep. He was able to just turn on the Jets and outrun them to the end zone. Dude, that that guy, that safety. Oh, I feel. I'm sorry, man. You you got your fucking jockstrap handed to you. <laughs> Kyron Kyron literally said, "Hezzy, oh, I'm right. I'm about. I'm 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 past you. Doesn't even matter." Yep. He's like, I, "You're not catching me." He said, "What up, baby?" First play of the game, 65 yards. And and I loved, uh, like, shout out to our O-line. We are O-line university. Yep. We are O-line and we are tight end you. If you if you are good at either one of those positions, come, we'll take you. come to you. We'll <laughs> take it. We'll take it. We, I mean, dude, we really like that. And that was another thing when, like, we used to play, like, everybody. And it'd be like, I feel like they'd be in the backfield in, like, two seconds. Yeah. And then, and then today it was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, we're going to shove it down your throat. Yep. And we're going to do it in every way possible. So, uh, you know what is something else extremely impressive? Travis Etienne, Clemson running back, leading rusher in ACC history. Not Clemson, not Clemson. ACC history. Defense. 28 yards. Defense. Said, mm-mm. They said they Matumbo finger wagged their ass. <laughs> they said, not today. Don't let anybody else be yards. us. And that's 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 the one thing I like. And and it's I feel like when again, we keep talking about when we used to play like all these different like teams, it's because like that's kind of what we're basing this off of when we used to play like, you know, uh, at every other team and we'd, you know, historically not do very well. Mm-hmm. Uh I love the fact that it, it felt like this time was the first time that Kelly and his staff was like, listen, we know who their guy is, and we're not gonna let him beat us. It used to just be like, oh, like, I don't know, like, let's just try and play, like, normal. Like, yeah. let's just be like, oh, you know, like, we kind of do a little bit here, do a little bit there, but not really focus in on one spot. I felt like this was the first game where Kelly was like, no, no, no. Like, like on last Sunday, whenever their pregame meeting was, that first meeting after the thing, he slapped Travis Etienne's number on there, and he's like, he's not beating us. Yep. I don't care how else they fucking score. This guy's not beating us. It was the first time I feel like they've ever done that, and it was awesome to see. And going back to the fact that we now have athletes, Jeremiah Wusu Cormor. Oh, when he, give me that. When he just give me that. snagged the ball from ETN in the backfield. It, okay, people got to realize how fucking impressive of a play that was. Because, yeah, don't get me wrong. He intercepted a pitch. That's crazy. <laughs> that's First of all, that's nuts. I get it. It bounced off ETN's... Uh, um, like chest. Yeah. But you know why it did? Because Etienne saw this motherfucker coming at him full speed. And he said, Oh shit. Took his eye off the ball. Uh, JOK was in the backfield when they snapped the ball. Well, he you, snapped the ball and he read that play like a goddamn book. You, you said it because he picked off a pitch. Yeah. Like he, he was <laughs> the, the, the wide receiver that was supposed to block him blinked and was like, where'd my guy go? <laughs> <laughs> Where who's the guy I'm supposed to block? Oh shit, he's already in the backfield. Yeah, it, it was like don't even get me wrong. Like Etienne makes that play and uh, JOK lays him out. Either one of those p- plays is insanely impressive. Yeah, but that was that to turn that into instant points. Oh yeah, but like just and and we we touched on this on on Friday's episode where we're like you know I wish he would have like kind of known a little bit more about football coming in. Yeah. That football instinct and that ability to read that play and be like, yeah, I know where this is. I know what's happening. And then to be able to just be like, boom, I'm in the backfield. That's our linebacker. That's our linebacker who's in the backfield like that. That was so fast. 
I like I like like I said, like with the um uh, wide receiver, I blinked and missed it. I was like, how'd that man get in the backfield? <laughs> yeah. And he just was. And 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 uh, to like kind of go on like a other tangent, I want to tip my hat to Ian Book. Besides the fumble, y- he played a fucking hell of a game. Yep. Hell of a game. Yep. He had uh he was 22 for 39, 310 yards in the air, one passing touchdown. Another 68 yards on the ground, too. And, yeah, like you said, other than that fumble at the very end, that could have been detrimental. It, it, yeah. That yeah. very well much could have been detrimental. And the fact that the defense was then able to just stand up and not give oh, him yeah. any points out of that. Uh, let me tell you, end of that game, the biggest roller coaster of emotions I've ever <laughs> had on in my entire life. Double overtime. Holy shit. And also, before we get into like the whole end of the game, double overtime, everything, Jonathan Dorr, I'll kiss you on the mouth right now. I'll kiss you right on the lips, dude. I fucking love you. COVID or not, I'll kiss you right on the lips. That man was fucking money last night. And I wish we could turn a couple of those opportunities into touchdowns, but that man didn't fucking miss. Yep. Loved it. Loved it. Loved everything he was doing. (sighs) Yeah, that was. So you want to get in like the whole like double overtime, everything like that? End of the game, double overtime? Yeah. I'm so, still I'm still processing everything. It hasn't sunk in. First of all, obviously Clemson scores with what three and a half left. Yeah, I want to say around there. Cornell Powell, I'm gonna say this very loud and clear. You sir can suck my ass. Wave to <laughs> us again. Wave to us again. Like we're out of here. Wave to us again. Suck it, bitch. Woo! Don't you dare wave. Count your chickens before they hatch, baby. <laughs> Not. We said bang right back down the field. Let's get a tutty. Let's go to overtime. Let's go. Score. Tie the game. Did you hear uh, the eruption that happened when Jonathan Dorr hit the field goal to tie the game? Yeah. That place went nuts. And there was only 11,000 people. Yeah. There. Imagine, imagine 80 plus nuts. thousand like it normally would be. And it was just funny because it was like you score and you expect everyone to go nuts there where they did. But then like the field goal, it's like a, everyone just like, oh, yeah, come on. Nice. nice. Yeah. It was like. That field goal was the same thing as us throwing like an 80-yard bomb. That, Everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think the thing was that ending of the game was the perfect opportunity for Notre Dame to pull a Notre Dame and blow it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like kind of like we said, like if you're a realistic Notre Dame fan, like you don't feel confident going into that game. You you feel optimistic, you don't feel confident. Yeah. That was the same thing at the end of the game. We hear like where you're like, ah. Like, fuck, man, this is like, I've seen this play out a billion times before. Yep. We and had we, we flipped the script. Every opportunity to lose that game. Oh, yeah. And like I said, the fact that we won, not only did we win, but we won in like the shootout type fashion. Like I said, that gives me so much confidence. Now, before, you know, we'll we'll continue talking about this game, but I just hope that we don't uh, have, like, some massive hangover this upcoming week against yeah. Boston College. I, I, I am scared for this Boston College game. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I won't even lie. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, though, our kind of kind of talking about how we used to be like, ah, we don't, we don't really, we never really had the athletes, but now we do. Our D-line is awesome. I, and that was another thing where, like, when we would play like the Clemson, the Alabama in the past or whatever, I feel like we could never get like any pressure on their quarterback, which has historically been their like two stars. It's like that's where that's where they're good. They got the, they got the best quarterback, blah blah blah. And if you just let him sit back in the pocket, like obviously he's going to make those passes. We got to the we got to DJ 
a lot, especially in overtime. Um, was it in I, double overtime? First overtime was one play touchdown. I think I think it was Dalen Hayes, maybe yep. that had that sack from he behind just, where he just jumps just on him, swallows him whole. <laughs> He said, what up, baby? I'm in the backfield already. Didn't yeah, expect me to be there. That was impressive. And, that- and let's let's address the, the criticism. The whole, if, if uh, Trevor Lawrence is there, suck my ass. Stop, like we said on Friday, stop acting like this dude's a schmuck. This guy was a five-star, number one overall rated recruit. Suck my ass. He's just as good. If Trevor Lawrence is there, shout out to, shout out to Brian Knights on Twitter. Guy's hilarious. Uh, as he said, Trevor Lawrence is there. We win that game in regulation because that's how good their backup quarterback is. Yeah, like, like shut the fuck up. We and you're acting like Notre Dame like had all their had all their players too. We're missing our two best wide receivers, and guess what? We still hung forty seven on them. Where's where's our? Oh well, Notre Dame had their you know two best wide receivers out. Ugh. No one's saying that. Guess what? Don't get COVID next time, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Simple as that. Also. I don't understand how the fuck he was allowed to be on the sideline. Yeah, I didn't get that. I one don't either. get that one bit. Why? Yeah, why can you travel with the team but you can't play? You you can you can travel with them. You can be around them. You can hang out with them during the game. But playing, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, 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 not gonna happen. And and I think this is where Dabo Sweeney's mastermind comes in. I think he didn't play Trevor Lawrence on perf on purpose to give him an out for losing. Yeah, he he wanted a, a an out for losing. To be like, oh, if we lose, like I can just be like, yeah, we had our backup quarterback in, and if we win, I can be like, hey, me, I well, won we won backup. with a backup quarterback. Yep, like that just showed that like it not only shows that they're good, but it also degrades Notre Dame. Yeah, and so he's thinking to himself, I won't play Trevor Lawrence because if we most likely play them in the ACC championship, he can be like, oh, now we can play Trevor Lawrence and we can show them like that we're actually good and we'll still be able to make it to the college football playoff. Yep. So, fuck you, Debo Sweeney. I, I'm onto your shit. I'm onto your shit, Debo. <laughs> you think you think you're slick with it? Not today, baby. I'm onto it. That was that was just oh my goodness, such an impressive win. I'm still like that. I said, that that's second overtime where it was sack. It was it was like I want to say first down they got like no yards, like whatever, and then it was sack, sack, fourth and twenty three for the game. I was like, oh. Just, just full body chills. Yeah, full body chills. I was, I was. That was. I, I keep stuttering. I get. I don't even know what to say. I'm just that. Oh, so fucking awesome. It was so awesome to shut every goddamn stupid hater up. And be like, hey, guess what? We're here for real. We can play with anybody. Stop it. Stop it. We're yeah. here. Yeah. So. Uh, Boston College next weekend. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, we are opening as uh, 13 point favorites at Boston College. At Boston College, I'm nervous about Phil. Yeah, yeah. For Boston. anybody that for anybody that doesn't know, the starting Boston College quarterback used to be a Notre Dame quarterback, and many people thought that he was better than Ian Book, and yeah. probably should have gotten the job, but he didn't, and now he's at Boston College. And wow, they played they played uh, Clemson very well the week before. We only have one home, home game, game remaining. Left. Yeah, December fifth. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yep. We go at Boston College. Uh, we go at North Carolina, home for Syracuse, and then at Wake Forest. I'm if we get through the next two weeks, I'm happy. I I, I feel good. 
Boston yeah. College, I feel like, is a trap game. I I think Notre, I think North Carolina's good. I don't think they're like early in the season when they were ranked like seventh or whatever. I don't think they're that good. But they're good. They're unranked right now, but they're five and two. Yeah, but they're good. Yep. So, I I, I still think we we take care of them with ease. But the Boston College game, I I feel like, is a hangover trap game. Big time. And then Syracuse and Wake Forest, I'm confident about. Syracuse is currently one and seven, and Wake Forest is four and two. Wake Forest, I'll just never be scared of Wake Forest. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest with you, they just don't scare me. I don't care. I don't care like what era Wake Forest. When you give me Wake Forest, I'll still always be like, yeah, we'll probably beat them. Do they have a good baseball program? Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say like very what, good baseball. What program. sport? Like Wake Forest doesn't scare me in basketball. They definitely don't scare me in football. Chris Paul, Tim Duncan. <laughs> Yeah. People, people forget. <laughs> people, I, I did forget that. Wait, no, did did one of them go to Vanderbilt? I always get Vanderbilt and Wake Forest mixed up. Mm, I'm pretty sure Chris Paul went to Wake Forest. I want to say Tim Duncan did too. <laughs> we need our fact checker. Fact checker. <laughs> All Dude, right, another another one. That's another one. You know, uh, like very or whoever's like an OG listener, uh, listen to me talk about when I found out that Duke was in North Carolina. Same thing with like Wake Forest and Vanderbilt. When I found out where they were, I was like, "Whoa!" I thought Va- I legitimately thought Vanderbilt was in like Massachusetts. <laughs> when I was a kid, I swear to God, I was like, like up in like it's like Boston, and then Vanderbilt's right next to Boston. <laughs> I would love to have gone back in time and see uh, which one of our like college uh, school perceptions was was the most off. Oh me. I get. I guarantee. No, no, no. I'm not saying like person wise. I'm saying like legit school wise. What do you mean? Like so, Vanderbilt's in Tennessee, and you thought it was in Boston. So oh like, yeah, no. I guarantee. Which, which I, ones do you think were the literally the most far off? Oh, that one. The Vanderbilt one's probably my like biggest off, like distance wise. Duke. I just like didn't. I didn't get like. I didn't really understand Duke. I was like, <laughs> they were just an entity. Yeah, like where where is Duke located? At Duke, uh, on the basketball court. Duke is like it's a separate. There's 51 states now, and Duke's the 51st. <laughs> like that was what I thought. <laughs> I just like I just I don't know. I didn't like I or I thought that like Duke was like in like close to North Carolina, but not in North Carolina. It's like uh, it's like the District of Columbia. Yeah, it's its own. Yeah. its own the Duke it, District. Like Chapel Hill's its own. Like you know, just it's by itself. <laughs> I didn't get that. Like they were, but then like let me tell you, when I found out that they were in North Carolina, and then like that was a big time like clouds opening. Like that's why there's a rivalry between them and North Carolina. Mm, yeah, you know they're both in the same state. They're both good. I yeah. get it now. Yeah, that was those were a couple eye opening moments. <laughs> Wake Forest, Duke, Vanderbilt. No idea where any of them were when I was a kid. Well, glad that we got that cleared up for you now. (laughs) Kind of. I don't know if it's fully cleared up yet or what. I don't know. All right. We are going to take another break here, grab some more refills. Uh, On the other side of the break, we are finally going to introduce the segment that I think we were supposed to introduce on Friday. We said we'd tease it on Friday. And then we just forgot forgot about it. Yeah. So (laughs) we put it in the reminders. I do have to say one more thing about Notre Dame. Okay. And and I have been very critical of him this whole year, and I'll give him uh, I I will give him praise where praise is due. Tommy Reese, you had a great game. You had a great game. Going up against Brent Venables, Clemson defensive coordinator. You had I was a great. Very game. worried about that matchup. This was one of the games where um, 
Notre Dame's coaching staff and Clemson's coaching staff were basically on the same level. I feel like most of the time we have a significantly, uh, you know, better coaching staff. So it was good to see that, you know, we can go toe to toe with the big boys, pull out that, that shootout style win. Whew. What a weekend. Besides the bears. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> bears. Right. Fuck you. Now we're going to break and we'll catch you on the other side with our new segment introduction. Segment three, we're back. I'm sorry. We're delaying the new segment just slightly longer because I have one dumb thought that I would like to get across just to get your opinion on it. All right. So I think it was Friday night. uh, Got some pizza and the pizza box. Don't quote me, but it said something to the effect of, you know, serving this area's greatest pizza since 1975. Okay. Uh, What do you think? would happen if um you opened up like a restaurant or like you did pizza or something like that and you were just like extremely honest with everything and we're like serving, serving very, up very mediocre yeah pizza serving up pretty good pizza since 1984 <laughs> this one guy said it's the best <laughs> yeah we, this is a five-star restaurant according to steve's yelp yeah. review <laughs> i was i was gonna say like put that like the best this the like this town's best pizza in quotes and then just like dash steve like just some <laughs> random guy just be like i don't know this one guy said it one time so we're now taking that and run with it yeah this is a breakfast place and we have um okay bacon and eggs since 2004 we have slightly above average food <laughs> Come and get it. Hey, so if you look very closely on our podcast logo, Miller Lite is a fine Pilsner beer. And up at the top of our yeah, podcast, it's just a fine podcast. We're fine. <laughs> so it's, maybe, not, it's not great, but it's fine. I mean, it's fine. It'll do. It it'll gets do. the job done. It'll play. It'll play. <laughs> so maybe I already, you know, thought maybe about we that. We, do we this. beat it yeah. ahead of time. We're not, we're not the best podcast. We're, we're fine. We're a fine podcast. Man, I'll stick by that. I'll stick by that. You prove me wrong. <laughs> we're fine. We're okay. Yeah, there you go. I well, that also kind of inspired a dumb thought from me. Okay. Um. So you know the little table in the middle of the pizza. Yeah. What does that do? Like, why is it there? Um. What I heard, or what uh, what I think it's for, is so that um the when the pizza gets put into the box, the cheese is still really hot. So that table keeps the top of the box from hitting the cheese, and then the cheese doesn't won't stick to the top of the box. You get it? It's like a little support piece right in the middle. Yeah, sure. Makes sense. <laughs> I think that's what it's for. I'm not 100% sure, but now you know. I just kind of like it because it's a little mini table. You learn something from Shed Some Light. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to whoever learned it that one time. Boom, right there. Okay, now that New we got that out of the alert. way. New segment alert. Coming in hot. <laughs> Coming in hot. We got a new segment, probably going to be on Mondays, called Light Fights. And the the what this segment is going to be is going to be random hypothetical fights between people who may not be real, may be real, could be characters, could be fictional, could be cartoons, could be whatever we want it to be. It's just going to be a a made-up fight 
and we're going to talk about who we would think would win. <laughs> we're going to break it down and see who we would think would win. Light fights. And if you guys have any fights that you guys want to hear us debate, more than happy. You know, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, leave us a review, put it in the review, do whatever you want. We would love to debate some of your random hypothetical fights. Absolutely. So, we are starting off for the first ever light fight. We are going Stuart Little versus Ratatouille. <laughs> Who's winning? And I, I'm pretty sure the mouse's name is not actually Ratatouille. Is it's it? Remy. Remy. Okay, Stuart Little versus I'm, Remy from Ratatouille. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, mouse-on-mouse mouse violence. <laughs> who, who, let's break this down. Who you got? Uh, Pre-fight. Pre-fight, you know, I'm I'm leaning towards Stuart Little. Yup. That it there's there's Stuart Little that's that's the right answer. Uh I also haven't seen Stuart Little in a very, very long time. So recency bias would make me want to pick Remy. But I just don't think I think Remy's just got the culinary skills. I don't yeah. think, you know. Can Remy control the guy like he does when he's making, <laughs> making no, food? That's no, the question. It's, it's just strictly the mice. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, Remy is a is a is a street rat per se, but I just think Stu's got him with the little one too. <laughs> Stu, <laughs> Stu, Stu, little. <laughs> I think Stu's got him. I don't know. I don't think. I think Remy, although he is a street rat, I feel like he's very delicate. He's dainty. He's a dainty street rat. Yeah, that's why he doesn't want to be a street. He's a he's a poser. He yeah. Heard it here first, Remy, you little <laughs> bitch. You're a poser. <laughs> You couldn't handle Stu Little and in the ring any day. I'm, I think. I think overall, like, like you said, like I haven't, I haven't seen Stuart Little in a while. But just like based off what I know about Remy and Ratatouille, I think I'm going Stu. I'm go, I think I got to stick with my man Remy, Stu. Remy does have the smarts, though. I feel like his uh, brain and IQ is significantly greater than Stu's. So, brain fight. I don't know, Remy. Street fight, fist fight. Yeah, we're, fight. Going, we're going like fight to the death. Like Steel Cage <laughs> Deathmatch, WWE. Stu Little. Who's who's winning? I feel like I'm going, I got to go Stuart Little. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like a, Stuart Little lived in a wall, right? Or was he like a, a mouse that was kept in a cage? Holy cow. This whole time I've been thinking Chicken Little. You th- Wait, so you thought... The little fucking guy that says the sky is falling with the with the glasses, and you picked Ratatouille, and you picked him no. over Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. that's dumb. I'm picking <laughs> Ratatouille to beat that guy's ass, beat that chicken's ass. Hold You're, on, now I'm looking this up. The little white mouse. Yeah, Stuart Little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, no, so I was thinking of this mouse. No, look at the converse; those are fire. <laughs> I was thinking of Stuart Little the mouse, but I was thinking of Stuart Little in Chicken Little. Too many littles. A lot of littles going. Lot, we're dropping a lot of littles over here. We need a big. Now I gotta look up. Hold on, chicken. What the fuck little. did the Cowboys just do? It's just gonna work. Yeah, chicken little. Holy cow! The Cowboys are. Dude, doing did something. you see this? No. Oh! <laughs> Tripped it to ten. I'm sure this guy. This guy loves this. This guy caught the punt on the right side of the field. Oh, and there's a flag. This guy caught the punt on the right side of the field, like almost at their own end zone and then threw it all the way back across the field to the left side. And this guy just took it like 90 something yards and then got tripped at the 10. Hate to see it. Okay. So now I got it. I'm picking, I'm picking by the way, chicken little, I'm picking literally anybody over chicken little. 
Yeah, Chicken I was, Little's a bitch. I just I was just thinking of Stuart Little in Chicken Little, so it, I got a little mumbo jumbo there. Stuart Little's in Chicken Little? No, 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 but that's what I was thinking of for some reason. I said I got my Littles crossed. I would, dude, I, yeah, but just in general, Chicken Little, I'm picking anybody to beat the fuck out of Chicken Little. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll pick, rat, legitimately pick Ratatouille. All right. That was a good one. You got more? Yeah, you want to go more? You want to go more? We can go more. It's up to you. I don't know. I got a a whole list of them. (laughs) Okay. All right, so. Don't do, don't, do you have more than what you've told me? Uh, Not that we discussed yesterday. I have just all those. Okay. I think that's okay. Okay. (laughs) Second fight of the night. (laughs) Second, we, we could, honestly, we could do like a whole main card. Just have a couple cards and then the main fight. Yeah. So, okay, second fight of the night. We're going uh, the cinnamon stick <laughs> that says that he had I come, I am cinnamon. That from guy. Applejacks. Yeah, that guy for, versus uh, the ant from Bugs Life. I forget I forget what that guy's name is. Here, let me look it up. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm pulling up cinnamon stick from Applejacks. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the cinnamon stick here. He's got he's got like the dreads, the very like you know Jamaican vibes. But uh, he's tall. His arms don't have much definition. I think he's got the reach though. I don't know. His arms don't look that long. He's just got the height. What's his name? I don't know. I just looked up cinnamon stick from Apple Jacks. <laughs> cinnamon stick from Apple Jacks. <laughs> That guy did that. You know who's a you know who'd be a real problem in the ring is the apple. That guy looks like a mean mugging bitch. Uh, I know the size might be different, but the apple versus Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, the Kool Aid Man has he's an issue. The Applejack's apple versus the Kool Aid Man. He's named he's named Cinnamon. <laughs> oh, Cinnamon. Hey, Cinnamon. Okay, and do we know the uh? Ant's name from Bugs Life? Uh, is it Filk? Is that the guy? <laughs> I don't know. I looked up. I looked up the names, but I don't know who's who. Hold on, let me. Flick, Flick. I Filk. Wrong. Filk. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Filk. Flick. Flick versus Cinnamon. I I think I have a winner here. All right, who are you going? Flick. I don't know. I think that I think the guy's got the reach on him. I think no, because Cinnamon looks more like he's got the height, but his arms aren't that long. Flick has experience fighting Hopper and all the grasshoppers. Maybe not like fist fighting them, but yeah, like we're talking fist fight. Yeah, I'm still going Flick. Cinnamon tree is 49 feet tall. <laughs> So proportionately. So how tall do you think how tall do you think Cinnamon is then? Well, I don't know, because he's standing next to the apple and he's not that much bigger than the apple. And an apple's not that big. Like yeah, look but at, if look he's at bigger him. than the apple. Look at him compared to the apple. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He could just step on the ant. Oh, see, I was picturing all the bugs life bugs to be like human sized bugs. So then, so then that bug would then just step on the cinnamon guy. <laughs> I, okay, I'm just picturing these two characters to be the same, same size. Height? Okay, I think I'm going with the cinnamon guy. Why? 
Because I think he'll be like, I think he's got a little bit of a dark side to him, if I'm being honest. He, he's he's very chill until he gets punched in the face, and then he's like, oh, really, motherfucker? And he <laughs> knocks him out, dude. He's, 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 just, a, ah, he's just a serial mascot, though. He doesn't have experience fighting the grasshoppers or fighting in general. Yeah, but neither does the ant. Not fist fight. We're talking bare knuckles, just a brawl. Yeah, but uh, at least Flick has, you know, the mental. He's done it before. I'm still going with Cinnamon. I'm going Flick. And and dude, like your name, Cinnamon, dude, <laughs> you're chilling. You're Flick? chilling. I think like I think he's a very chill guy. I think Cinnamon's pretty chill until someone like uh like punches him in the face and then he's pissed. <laughs> and then he's the guy like oh like he's he's the Hulk, the, the Cinnamon version of the Hulk, where like he's just always mad, but he's just chill. Yeah, he's like and they're like oh like what's your secret? And he's like I'm always mad. It, that's a cinnamon guy. It's like I'm always mad, but I'm just I mask it as being very chill. There you go. Cinnamon. How many? How many? Uh, like how many arms do ants have? Well, I think Six. he only has two. In the movie, he has two arms, two legs. I'm pretty sure. Well, then yeah, then I'm definitely going with cinnamon. No way. Yeah. Flick all day. You looking him up? Flick does have a wagon on him. <laughs> that is, that is me. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm taking Flick any day of the week. What we need to do? This next is the time? guy you're taking. That guy's a schmuck. <laughs> Cinnamon kicks that dude's ass any day of the week. What we need to do? This next guy's time? got a little bit of a leaf as like a hat, dude. Oh, dude, Cin- Cinnamon wedges this dude and then gives him a swirly. <laughs> Cinnamon any day of the fucking week, dude. Well, what we need to do next time is have the pictures pulled up ahead of time so that we can have a nice visual. Granted, the people listening won't be able to see the visual, but at least we'll know what we're talking about. But Flick. Wagon. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking Flick. No way, dude. <laughs> you're saying he's, You're saying that Cinnamon's, like, thin, right? He doesn't have a lot of, like... They, this guy is legitimately skin and bones <laughs> besides the absolute dumpster that he's got on him. Other than that, he's just... He's skinning bones, dude. <laughs> Cinnamon all day. I'm just saying Cinnamon is literally a stick with arms. <laughs> this is basically a stick with arms. <laughs> but he's literally a stick. Like, he's a cinnamon stick. Yeah. And he's still bigger <laughs> than this, this this lame ant, Flick. No nope. Filk. Go, <laughs> go Filk. Dude, Filk will get his ass kicked by Cinnamon. <laughs> Filk is also a great name for an ant. <laughs> Filk. <laughs> Filk. Can uh, we talk about his name, though? Like, fl- actually, Flick. You know why his name's Flick? It's because you can just flick an ant off. That's how easy it is to beat one of them. Cinnamon would flick him, and then he'd die. <laughs> and then Cinnamon gets the dub. No. Stuart Little and Cinnamon. Let's do a tag team matchup. <laughs> Ratatouille and uh, Flick versus Cinnamon and Stuart Little. <laughs> And we'll do a tag team sit for the universal titles. See who wins. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going. I'm going flick on that one. I'm, no. I'm with you on on uh, Stuart Stew. Little, Stew. Stew, Stew Little. But I'm going flick. Stew and Cinnamon. Flick over Cinnamon. Nah, Flick's a bitch. <laughs> uh, I need to think of more, uh, more of these. Yeah, like like I said, like if you if you got let any us of know, them, let us know. Absolutely, we we discussed this. We discussed possibilities yesterday with our our friends, 
and we are just dying laughing at some of them. Do so. we want to get into one of the, uh, you know, suggestions, close listener friend suggestions? Well, not today because I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to. We those are in the arsenal for who, <laughs> okay. who we're going to discuss later. All right. But so. like I said, if, if you got any suggestions, hit us up Twitter, Instagram, leave a review, let us know, and you know we'll debate. We'll debate who would win in the first in this first inaugural segment of light fights. How about that? Coming back to you every Monday. Yeah, we'll be talking hypothetical fights. Who wins? Boom, boom. So. Anything else? Yeah, that's it. All right. That is where we are wrapping up episode 25, Shed Some Light. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it if you made it this far. Uh, Be sure to give us a five-star review. Send us over your light fight suggestions and or any other topics that you'd like to weigh in on or that you would like to hear us talk about. Uh, Big weekend. Big weekend. IU, Notre Dame, both win, both undefeated. Can't ask for much more than that other than the Bears, but hey, we'll all get past that. Uh, in the meantime, give us a follow on social media. Uh, Instagram is at Shed Some Light Pod. Twitter is at Shed Some Light. And email, you can get a hold of us, Shed Some Light Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great Monday. We will catch you later this week. But in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.